Welcome to the Creative Entrepreneur Show with your host, Raj Sillers. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Show. I am your host, Rosh Sillers. It's so good to have you here. In this show, we're talking about starting a creative business in 2021. Now, there's some technical things that we should consider, and I'm actually going to get into those more than I usually do, but it's not going to be the whole show. I, I think sometimes we need some basic understanding of what to do, and sometimes we just want to know, okay, I want to start a business. Are there things I need to do before I start that business? And the answer is yes, but it's, I don't think it's, it's, it's important to plan. However, you don't have to worry about it as much as you do actually getting things going, getting the ball rolling in your business. That's the hardest part, is taking those first steps and putting your shingle on the door and saying, I'm open for business. That is a big part of the process. Now, if you're in the United States and you want to register your business, which you should, I mean, at very minimum, maybe go to your local county and register a DBA. And a DBA is doing business as. Now, if you want to register and get all of your government and federal ID and tax numbers and all that, you know, definitely go to the state. And if you just type in your state web address, like for Michigan, it's michigan.gov, and you will get some information related to starting a business. They often have all of that information there. And then you need to decide if you're going to be a sole proprietorship, are you going to be like a S Corp, a LLC, or a C Corp? In most situations, I think for creators, a pass-through corporation is a good way to go. And that's an S-Corp or an LLC. But definitely, if, if things are getting complex and you're not really sure, well, then definitely talk with a professional, talk with a lawyer, talk with an accountant or someone who has experience in that area. My companies are pass-through corporations, which means at the end of the year, the expenses are written off that are allowable, but anything that's left over is passed on through to me as my income. So that's why it's important to understand what you're doing when it comes to the types of corporations. But if you're just a single person, you can have some of the protections that are available to you through a corporation but still have the money come to you and so forth. So look into the different types of ways in which you can set up your business. And again, if you're unsure, definitely ask a professional. But there are a few ways to go about it. All right. So I, I think for the most part, the biggest issue, as I mentioned in the very beginning, is starting. Taking that first step. I think a lot of times we feel like, okay, everything has to be in, in perfect order before we can start our business. And that is absolutely 100% the reverse, in my opinion. Because you can't know what to fix until you go through the complete process of understanding what it is you're doing and how you find customers and how you go through the process of delivering your creative endeavor, whatever it may be, whether it's photography or a writer or a videographer. Whatever your creative business may be, you have to go through the process of getting those customers, marketing. You need to go through the process of the logistics of uh, actually 
creation, the creation of what it is you're going to do for them and then delivering it to the client and getting paid. And there are a lot of other steps throughout that process, depending on the type of business you are in. So what is it? What is it that you need to fix? What is it that you need to set up to make perfect? Well, the fact is you just don't know until you go through that process. And that's why we have the combination code when starting off with your with your business or working in your business in 7531. Seven sources of income, something we can talk about in another show. And of course, five support people, uh, people that are around you, that can support you. They don't necessarily have to be in your business. And a lot of times I recommend you don't have most of them in your business. Uh, Maybe one person is within your business as that support person. But these are the people who have experience, who may be able to lend a hand. And you can do the same thing. And you can support them too. And then three... 753 is processes and continuously improving the processes of your business. But again, you can't improve those processes unless you start, unless you start. And so you have to start and put up that shingle and tell people. That's how you know you're in business is when you can tell people that this is what I'm doing and I'm open. You know, if, if someone says, oh, wow, you're doing this. Can, can I book you next month? And you say, oh, no, no, I'm not ready. Then you're not open for business. You do have to understand that maybe you'll have to work at a little bit of a low level in the beginning. And I don't mean low level as in cheap or um, underbidding or anything like that. I mean just working with people that are more familiar with you. Maybe have somebody that give you a shot and you do work out. Maybe a trade deal or some sort. Look for an opportunity that you can get your feet wet so you can go through that process. So important. It is so important to be able to go through that entire process. And and you know what? It's probably not the last time I'm going to say it. But number three is processes. And number one is channel building. Using Finding a channel that you like. And there's some people watching right now who are involved in YouTube. And uh, hello, how are you folks? And the fact is, YouTube is their channel. That's the channel they're building. But it could be Instagram. It could be Facebook. It could be Twitter. There are a number of channels that you can, you can use to get the word out about your business. And you should focus on one to start and really get that momentum going. I also recommend that you have a website. It's really important to have a website. You say, well, we could just use Facebook. Let me ask you a question. Do you own Facebook? Well, maybe you own a little stock. That'd be great. But if you don't own a good majority share of Facebook, you don't own Facebook. And as many of us know, like Facebook or YouTube or any of them, the algorithms, the approach, the design, everything changes. And people are successful, say, with Facebook and getting new leads. However, that needs to be a part of the plan, not the core. And we've talked about the website. I think think we talked about the solar system method in the last show. And it's certainly important for us when we're starting our business. Having a plan. When we start our business, having a plan is an important part. And I want to go through that plan with you a little bit. But I... I I do not and will not allow you to use getting that plan complete or 100% the reason to stop you from starting your business. Your creative business, 
needs to be out there and you need to be out there the best you can be. And as hopefully we open up through this year of 2021 and happy new year to all of you, goodbye 2020. You know, this is this is a time to start working and planning how we're going to get out there when we can. And it still may be a few more months from now, but that doesn't mean we don't know what we're going to do and how we're going to get the word out. But in your plan, again, don't let your plan stop you, but you do need to develop this plan. You need to, and I'll go through the solar system method in a moment, but the basic business plan, you need to understand, first of all, who are you? What is your core? What is it as a creative professional that you're going to pre- be presenting to the world, to your community? And what is that community? Who is that community? Who is your customer? And I think the best question you can ask when it comes to who is your customer is what problem does that customer have? What's the problem they have that you are solving? And once you understand that, you can make better decisions for the customer along the way. That's really important. Back to that process thing, improving the process, improving the thank you process, improving the delivery process, deliver the speed, increase speed of what you do. These are all things that you can continuously improve upon. So you understand what it is you're doing. You understand who you're delivering it to, but also consider the competition. Now, I don't like to focus on the competition and try and beat the competition. The only person I'm trying to beat in my creative business is me. Improve my sales. Do better next month than I did this month. And continuously, month after month, do a better job trying to improve what I'm doing all the time. All the time. Understand who your competition is. Understand what they're doing. Use them as inspiration or what not to do if, they're, if everybody's complaining. Look at reviews. Understand the industry that you're getting into. What are the things that people complain about? Look at reviews. We are living in an age where reviews are everywhere. So look at two things with, in terms of reviews. One, what are people complaining about? Maybe you can fix that. If you can fix that, you're going to have a good career ahead of you. And also, look at what is the thing that they're praising about your competition. And if you notice a continuous trend about what people are continuously saying, hey, they do this really, really well, or they did this really well. They delivered on time. They delivered on time in this reveal. Wow, in this review, they said, well, they delivered on time. Well, guess what? There's a hint. They want things delivered on time. That's an important pain point as you're starting your business. How are you going to address that? Now, think about the geography, what you're going to work with. You know, what area are you going to focus in on your metro area, your town, your county? Is that what you're going to focus in on? Are you a national? Are you a national creative? Do you create something that could be sold anywhere? Do you have an e-commerce site? Are you going to create a Shopify site, for example? I know people are doing very well with Shopify, and they are selling their, their products, or maybe it's Etsy. Again, when you get into something like an Etsy or an eBay, remember, you do not own that, that platform. 
things can change and people have gotten burned with the changes on those platforms. You get you get into a groove of the way you're doing business and then they say, nope, can't do business that way anymore. On Amazon, so forth. Those things happen. So it's important to have your own website, which leads me to that, that solar system method that we we're just talking about. So the solar system method, and actually I talk about it in the last show and um, I, I do have some videos on it. So look for Sillers or Rosh and solar system method. And I have actually some full or some marketing, some longer marketing um, how to's uh, on the channel that could help you out. But really it starts off with the website is the place that you sell. And everything else you create around it is designed to drive people to that website. So you can have a blog that's really good for your personality, but also good for search engine optimization. You can have internal, what I refer to as internal planets, which are like, like YouTube or a podcast or um, let's see, Vimeo or anything like that in which you, or Flickr, you know, there, there are a number of places where you can store, where you can keep good content that you can pull from. Now, YouTube can be a community, but so can Instagram. And Instagram could be an internal planet or an external planet. Now, these are these external planets, which are Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. That's where you engage. That's really where you engage with people and build relationships, especially online. Now, if you're offline and when we were free from our captivity, well, then, okay, we, we can then go to networking events. If we go to a networking event, that could be kind of an outer planet scenario. And we could drive people to our front door if we have a bricks and mortar. See, these are the things we're trying to figure out. We build this little solar system to help us visualize because many of us as creative entrepreneurs, we are very visual. So if you can lay this stuff out visually, it really helps us to understand, okay, when someone sees a tweet, hopefully a signal to noise ratio, meaning one out of every five tweets, we're sending people to the website to sell them or maybe to a blog post to help them learn more about us. And that would send them to our website. And we can work our way in. It's driving people in who are interested to the center of our solar system, which is the sun, which is our website. So it's important to have a good website, a website that's easy to use, mobile first. You may have heard about mobile first. It's been a big conversation for a while good number of years. Really what that means is that you're designing your website for the mobile phone first, making it easy, fast to, you know, so easy to use nice buttons clearly laid out versus designing your website on your laptop and then say, oh yeah, it's also mobile friendly in which most of them would be. Most themes are today, at least modern themes, but you really should be focusing in on the the mobile presentation of your website first and then expand out. That's the mobile first philosophy. And that's where I think a lot of people are going to have to go. That's where, as your creative business, a lot of people are going to be looking for information. Blogs are really helpful. Answering questions on your blog or your website. Your blog can be on your website. Quite often that is the case. And it can be very helpful for SEO, search engine optimization. 
When you're starting your business, you want people to be able to find you. And one of the best ways to do that is through the search engines. You can also advertise through pay-per-click advertising or Facebook and start off with small campaigns and just kind of build it out. Don't just try one time, you know, a day and see what happens or even a month to see what happens. Plan out and say, I have so much to spend every month for the next six months or a year. And I'm going to learn how to make it work. Just because it's not working I mean, I can dive deep, and I'm doing more of that on my other channel with the tutorials. But a lot of times people get into pay-per-click advertising, and they just it just doesn't go very well. One month, I just wasted money. Rather than realizing they have to figure out what the combination is. They have to figure out what is the right keyword and add to a good landing page with a solid call to action. What is that combination that works? It makes a difference. The next part, you know, I was talking about SEO, search engine optimization. You, you want to, I think the easiest way you can use SEO is one, to understand that every page on your website is an opportunity to be found. You start off with the title, which is your, which is really like the headline. What is that page about? That's the title. And then everything on that page should be related to that title. And if you have multiple things that you could put on that page, well, then create new pages for each one of those things. Keep one topic per page and then blog and blog about topics in which people have regular questions about sometimes the very simplest of questions related to your creative entrepreneurship, what you do, what you create, um, how in some ways how they could do it themselves. But it also when here's a great example. And I and I like this is one of my favorites I've shared a few times is that I have I have a few clients in which they have a ton of traffic now coming to their websites, and they're local companies, but they're getting national traffic for some very basic keywords related to their website. And you may say, well, you know, okay, so you're getting all these all these people come to their website, but they're not even buyers; they just want answers to their questions. And Getting the answer to the question, they, they read the article, and then they leave. Okay, well, that's, that's not very helpful. I'm not getting sales from that, but that's not true. You, you're, you're gaining authority. Your website is gaining authority because people are coming to the website based on a relevant related topic and enjoying and getting the information. And maybe they look at some other articles and so forth, but whatever it may be, if it's photography, if people are coming through and asking, hey, what's the best lens for my camera, you know, a 50 millimeter or should I get a telephoto zoom, you know, and they're seeing that and then they leave, that's fine. Now Google knows that people go to your website and are interested in photography and are getting the answers they want. That's helpful because when someone local is looking for photography-related questions, a photographer or a writer or a designer, and, and people from all over the world are coming to the site and are satisfied on that topic and more traffic, Google really understands what that website is about. So when it comes to a local and you're dominating nationally, you're probably going to dominate very well locally or rank very well locally if you're using blogging correctly. So that's a good way to go about it when it comes to the SEO side of starting your business. There are many ways when you're developing your plan to create marketing and, and, and develop a marketing plan. And I recommend that you consider four areas of marketing, awareness, traffic, conversions, and retention. 
awareness. How are people hearing about you? Develop a plan around that. Develop a plan about driving traffic to your front door if you have a bricks and mortar or to your website. Conversions. What are those calls to action? What are the things that get people to buy? There's a lot of testing involved with that. Then lastly, retention. How are you getting people to come back and buy more from you later? Are they on an email list? Is there you know, any way, direct mail campaign? What, what is it that you can do to get people to come back? Because a lot of times we earn the customer and think they'll automatically come back without doing anything. And for some, they will. But for the most part, they won't. And what about word of mouth? You say, well, you know, a lot of people build businesses on word of mouth. Absolutely. It's very, a very good, legitimate way to grow a business is through word of mouth. But what are you doing to enhance that, to make that better, to really work the, the system? How can you help people who are sharing the good news about your, your great creative work? How can you help them send even more people to you? So these are things you need to think about. And then continue down that process in terms of maybe some of your goals, where you want to be. Um, Again, as I mentioned, the competition, consider the competition, but what about the competition? You know, when it comes to competing, it's really competing against yourself and being profitable. The first goal should really be what, in my new business, what is profitable? And you need to know the expenses and how much you need to sell. You wouldn't believe how many people have no clue how much they need to sell to be profitable or to have the, the lifestyle that they want. How many people have no clue what their expenses are? So you need to understand that to me, a, a successful business is a business that has a positive cash flow, meaning more coming in than going out. And if it's $1,000 coming in and $999 going out, well, you, you know, you're ahead by a dollar. Now, you may, now, maybe part of that, you know, 500 of it is money you kept, and then for, you know, 499 was expenses. I mean, there, you have to understand what all those elements are. What is profitable? How are you getting paid? And how are you paying others and all those parts? You should really look into that and think about that. What is success to you? Really think that through. And have these levels and then have one level of success and then your next level and so forth. For me, over the last year, my business doubled. I hope to do that again. But this year, I decided that, you know, 50% level is where I want to be. Increase my business by 50%. If I do that, I'm a very happy camper. I doubled my business last year. Increase it again by 50%. You know, hey, double it. That's fine, too. But really, really what I want is another 50% because I want to grow at a pace in which I can still take care of my customers. So there's the next question. What is a happy customer? And how are you fulfilling the desires of that customer. Are you asking them the, those questions? Are you going to ask people, you know, could you give me a testimonial? Could you share with me what you like or dislike about what the, the process of this, this engagement, this financial engagement where we, you, you know, I create something and you pay for it. What, what was that experience like? And listen to those things. Listen to the, uh, the trends. It's so important to consider those things as you build your business. Understand, put in writing, at what point will you hire maybe a part-time assistant or a full-time assistant? 
at what point might you need an office? So how much revenue? Plan all that out. But don't forget of some of the key things such as paying yourself, your marketing to grow, and some of those miscellaneous things that are part of any business, such as as insurance, such as support professionals, simply an accountant once a year. How much is that? If you don't know that, these are things you can put in your plan and help you figure out as you start into 2021. 2021 is is an exciting time because it seems like the doors are opening. Your business is not moving and going forward unless you are. And there's never a perfect time. As I said in the beginning of the show, it's important to go through the process to understand what you need to fix. Waiting forever. You can't know what you don't know. You can't know what customers, you know, it's kind of funny. Customers will sometimes use your products and services in ways you never thought possible. And sometimes you can find new ways to use your product or service just by talking with your customers and asking them. But you can't figure these things out unless you're out there and doing. One of the biggest secrets to success is actually doing, being active, getting out there. Now, if you have a business and you're, you know, you're just trying to restart, last week was the show on restarting. It'll sound very similar to this in many ways. I do have some more foundational stuff in this show. But you know, if you're restarting or just recalibrating your business, check out the last show. It might be helpful for you. Starting a business can be scary. And you don't necessarily need to go all in on the first day. You do need to start. You need to take action and make it part of your job. I'll share with you what I did in the beginning of starting my business that was very helpful. I, I had a part-time job. I had a couple of part-time jobs. I actually sold furniture in my early days of my photography career. And I started off pretty much, you know, full days, did a lot of weekend work and nights. And I did work for newspapers before that, but I was starting my own more of a creative representation business and photography at the time. So I, I needed more support. And I, I just left the uh, big studio that I had worked with as an assistant rep. I learned a lot of the business side of photography, but I needed obviously daytime income. And so I did that. And gradually over time, because of the way it was set up, I, you know, I'd work until four, but then eventually I was just working till three, then two, then noon. And then when I knew that, you know what, I, I obviously have enough business going on. I don't need this part-time job. It was two years. So for two years, I had a part-time job while building the business and I've never had to work for anybody since, uh, other than, well, I did work for newspapers, daily newspapers, um, as a part-time and a fill-in photographer and freelancer, but that was something that was purely, that was part of the business plan. I was doing exactly what I wanted to do. Furniture was not exactly what I wanted to do, but it was, it was very helpful to keep the income flowing. So you don't have to go, you know, all in and all or nothing. You can set yourself up for success, which I think in many ways, if you don't have that money available right now, you should probably do that because you're in a much stronger position if you're able to, if you need to, you know, to add a little more money to the business. Let's say you're, you know, a writer that needs or designer that needs an update in some software. Well, if you have some income coming in and you're not getting the income from the business at the moment, because a lot of times there's a lot of ups and downs. And I'm going to talk about the two types of 
clients in a moment, which is really important that a lot of people just starting their business are not thinking about. But you do need that additional amount of income coming in to, for those little things that your business is going to throw at you and having that money available is, is really helpful. So that part-time job is nothing to be um, at all embarrassed about. It's, it's actually the smart thing to do. And then you can gradually phase yourself out as your business grows. But there are two types of clients, especially in the creative world, for designers, like web designers or photographers, especially. I'm very familiar with that. Uh, and, and, you know, writers and all sorts is that, you know, you have project work and then you have just this kind of, this, you know, regular consistent work. So for me, magazines back in the day, for me, I, I photograph for magazines and newspapers on a regular basis. And it was regular income every month of magazines and the newspapers, they needed new photography. And so I'd always do the new photography. That was regular. It was not highly lucrative, but it kept a baseline of income coming in. But the big projects, say from the ad agencies and eventually web design firms and so forth, they were much bigger and they were the big projects. And you should have a combination of both because if you just have the big projects, it could be months before the next big project comes and what are you doing in between? And it's hard. So you want to be able to have that, that money coming in at a regular basis, on a regular basis, and then when those big projects come in, it's not a situation where, oh, I got all this money and now I got to pay everybody back from the last three months because I didn't have it during the time. So having that baseline is important to have money for projects as well as regular um, day-to-day money. So that's really important to consider. Uh, I mean, obviously, some types of creative businesses are more product oriented and you go through seasons. So understanding your seasons is also important. And you can put that in your plan. What are you going to do during the different seasons? Maybe the holiday season, maybe you like creating jewelry. And so the holiday season's huge for you, or maybe Valentine's Day or Mother's Day. I mean, understanding your seasons is really important. Even a photographer, wedding seasons, if you're into weddings, or if you're a commercial photographer or architectural photographer, what time of year for the types of photography you do are they most hot? And and then plan around that. And if you don't know those answers, then ask. And start to look around and figure out how much you should price. Ask. It's not always about being the lowest. And this is what I'm going to leave you with. And I think this is one of the most important things, especially for creative businesses. And as you start into the new year, what is your reputation? What is your brand? Your brand is your reputation. So what is that going to be? Your personal brand. See, the one thing The difference between somebody who is the low end in a creative field and the high end in a creative field has to do with personal brand. Your personal brand is what is going to give you more. Because for the most part, everybody's at this, you know, maybe someone's a little better, someone has something unique, but for the most part, everybody's in this range. But some people are paid here and other people are paid lower. Why? Why? Why Why are some people paid more? Because they asked and they earned it and they developed it through a personal brand, who they are. If it's just about the commodity of the lowest price, you know, you're going to have a tough time because a lot of these creative businesses are really tough to to navigate through unless you develop a personal brand, a reputation in which people know they're going to get the best. 
they're going to get something specific, something unique, using the combination code, combining something unique with your core of who you are that separates you from the competition that nobody else provides in that way. And when you have that and there is demand behind it, remember, supply and demand, your price goes higher. And that's how you stay in business by building that personal brand, despite the ups and downs of the creative businesses, you need to have your personal brand established and grow and be very aware of it. That's what's gonna get you the money to stay in the business that you love. It's so important to understand that because going after trying to say, hey, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm going to help the underserved. Well, you can help the underserved, but I, I recommend you do that through charity and, and and, and help people that way. That's a legitimate thing in life, a, a passion in life to help people who are underserved. But the underserved are quite often underserved because they don't have money. And you're not, you can't live off of you know, no money if you want to do what you love to do. So I would never dismiss you know, having compassion for people who, who need help and to support them. Um, we've seen recently, last few years, some of the, the trends where companies who create have an invention. Uh, I, I'm not going to name the company, but they do socks. You may, may have heard the commercial online, you know, with every pair of socks they sell, they give one to a homeless shelter. Now that you can do. Stuff like that is something that you can do. But I assure you the socks probably are not cheap, but they're probably really, really good, Right. And there's shoes like that, too. So be really, really good. Be worth the price people paying. Build that reputation. But then also, you know, follow your heart if that is what's in your heart. But don't build the business around only just serving the people who, who can't, can't support you. You can support them. That's great. There should be nothing in return. There should be nothing. Just support them because they're the ones who need help. So that's the way I approach that. So aim high and get your full value. And we'll see you next week on the Creative Entrepreneurs Podcast. Talk to you next time.